Hi, my name is Ben Atkinson, founder of Functional Health Info and the Functional Health Podcast. I'm trained in both biomedical science and nutrition, and I believe that a holistic and functional approach to health is fundamental to our well-being. I've set out to find some of the leading voices in nutrition and lifestyle medicine, from practitioners to professors and everyone in between. With this podcast, I will share with you their stories, their expertise and their advice, shedding light on the industry from each of their perspectives and providing you with simple tips and tricks to help improve your health from today. This week, I'm delighted to be talking to Josh Zappacosta. Josh is the co-founder of the integrative wellness clinic, Irrefutable Health, which has the goal to offer the most comprehensive and life-changing care possible. He is also the co-founder of the food as medicine style restaurant, The Willow. The clinic and restaurant are both highly regarded, and I was delighted to be introduced to Josh at one of the many seminars and functional forum meetings he hosts at The Willow. In this conversation, we cover the integration of health practices, how food fits into a healthy lifestyle, and a personalized approach to healthcare. So, without further ado, Josh, welcome to the show. Ben, thanks very much for having me. So, what was the inspiration, if I may ask, behind uh, Irrefutable Health? Why did you start it? Where did the idea come from? So, I'm one of the co-founders here. Um, Gail is my other co-founder. And we've been concerned for a, a really long time about the lack of integrative health care options here in the UK. Um, we frequently see people with really serious health issues being underserved by the state of public health uh, here in the UK. And this is really especially likely in, in complex cases uh, or for things which fall outside the standard training for primary care. And it's possible to do much better, much, much better than that. And there's some great examples of uh, single practitioners here in the UK taking a more holistic view. Uh, and I'll hold out a few, uh, like uh, Dr. Rangan Chatterjee, and we want to create a collaborative hub or, or a series of collaborative hubs to bring practitioners like that together and their holistic view and, and the way that they look after uh, their patients. And so what do you think is the importance of um, the integration of healthcare practitioners over the single treatment modality often ubiquitously prescribed across healthcare practices? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, people are really complicated. Um, the human body is incredibly complex. And to reduce things down to a, a single organ or a you know, single pathway within the body, which is very common um, in allopathic uh, or, or mainstream medicine, uh, it's, it's quite reductive, um, and it reduces the possibility or the, the, the likelihood <clears throat> that practitioners pick up on the interaction between the different organs and the different systems of the body. So an integrative approach, taking a more holistic view, is really helpful at, at counteracting that um, and getting to grips with that individual as a holistic whole. Also, it's really easy for people who are suffering to fall between the cracks in the existing system that's here in the UK today and for them to never have the opportunity to work with someone who's truly motivated to help them take ownership of their health and find the root cause of their individual problem. But it goes beyond this. It, it is a holistic p- perspective and collaboration that makes integrative healthcare work. 
Um, and go, even moving beyond that, it's it's about optimization or optimizing the health of that individual. Just because they're they're not feeling pain at that particular point in time doesn't mean that they're the optimum state of health. Uh, working with a practitioner here is trying to identify and create a roadmap for that person to become the most healthy that they can and improve themselves from whether that's going to run a marathon, whether that's, um, you know, having a happy, fun, healthy home life um, or, uh, you know, becoming better and more effective and productive at work. There's a whole range of varieties of, of things that, that people come in as their objective and we're here to help them accomplish that. So you have numerous professionals here. It provides a very holistic approach. I mean, a GP can't know everything. Mm. Um, which is so often the case that people go with emotional problems, mental health mm -hmm. problems, even physical ailments, mm -hmm. and expect the GP to be this wealth of knowledge. Yep. Could you briefly describe how each professional or CAM professional adds to patient care? That's a really great question. I think we have very unrealistic expectations of our primary care professionals here in the UK, and that's because I think mainly TV shows. You know, we see uh, like Dr. House, um, the American uh, program, where the guy knows everything and he's got a team of people that just know everything. And that's not fair, frankly, on a, a, a primary care professional to expect them to know everything about your knee or your back or the diet that you have. Um, there's a, I can't remember which practitioner it is, um, but he's famous for saying that he spent, I think, only a day of his entire training on learning about nutrition. And we have this expectation that we're going to be able to walk into a room with a doctor and say, what do I need to do? Um, and you've got eight minutes, right? Or 10 technically, but, you know, excluding time of writing notes, eight minutes. It's not fair. Um, so that being said, by bringing together a group of specialists in an integrative center, they're able to focus on their area, but work collaboratively in an integrative fashion on their area that they're interested in and helping people achieve their objectives for optimizing their health. It's, it's the beauty of that. And we try and facilitate that. We try and bring them together on a regular basis to talk about their clients and if they need help, right? Or something that we've missed or that they've missed, uh, pinging ideas off of each other. I, I love uh, Dr. Tom's pyramid of health, having four sides and uh, a, a manual, a physical discipline which optimizes the, the state of the body for health and the mechanics of, of how the body works. And he used uh, chiropractic as the example for that, um, enabling people to become more healthy and, and pursue the other four sides of that pyramid. A lot of people or a lot of the listeners may not have received physical manipulations such as that done by a chiropractor mm -hmm. or osteopath. Mm -hmm. Can you briefly comment on the benefits and sh should that be used in an optimized wellness program? Yes, in, in a quick answer. Chiropractic, osteopathy, the, the objective there is to help people maintain and develop a, a functioning body that allows them to move, that allows them to get out there and, and have a, you know, an enjoyable life um, and maintain that. We, you know, through inadvertently bumping into things or, you know, a, a small fall as, a, as an adult um, or even just sleeping funny um, can move you away from an optimal state of mechanical well-being. And that's the kind of thing, you know, just on a, on a maintenance perspective that a chiropractor um, can help people with. And then you've got other serious issues.
like neck pain or, or back pain or headaches and things like that, that people suffer with often for a long period of time without realizing or, or sometimes thinking outside the box, hey, maybe I can do something about this other than just taking you know, some ibuprofen uh, or some paracetamol to, to mask the symptoms. Why don't I go to the root cause of that? That's what the chiropractors are, are doing. They're, they're helping people with the mechanical side of what's causing those, those conditions. And it's not about the symptoms. It's about the underlying mechanics of what's going on in that individual's body and helping them with that. Excellent. And it seems in the in the nutrition world, functional health world, we're all about like what you put into your body, mm-hmm. whether, whether it be supplements or painkillers or nutrition itself um, to kind of fix these ailments and certain headaches have been linked to certain food mm-hmm. intolerances, but actually it could be a mechanical problem. I think chiropractors, as you said, seem to mm-hmm. be there to, to fix that, help prevent those things reoccurring. So why do you advocate a functional medicine approach in irrefutable health over the conventional approach? I, I've never claimed to be a, a, the, an expert in, in functional medicine myself. Um, the way I interpret it and the way I view it, and I, I've actually borrowed this from someone else, um, is perceiving functional medicine as, as the operating system, the, the language, the, the common core way of communicating about integrative, integrative style practice and, and helping people holistically with the things that are going on for them. And it's an excellent tool to to formalize and coordinate and document the the care of complex individual human beings because we're messy. You know, there's a lot of things that can be going on and functional medicine is a a great way of organizing that process across the board. This kind of systems approach rather than a symptoms approach is like Mm -hmm. how it's quite often described, really getting to the root cause of illness rather than just mask the problems. So I suppose this beautifully complements your um, let food be thy medicine kind of restaurant called The Willow that you have attached on to irrefutable mm. health. Why do you think um, food is so important to health? So food is massively important for for how we um, feel on a daily basis. Um, there's interesting research showing just how it impacts mood. Uh, it impacts your energy levels. Um, it impacts your long-term health. Um, you know, across the board and getting an appropriate diet that's right for you is huge in terms of improving and promoting your long-term health. Um, and I would always encourage somebody who's, who's starting on this journey for the first time or just starting to think about it to identify what hasn't worked for them in the past and, you know, think through um, holistically about times that they've, you know, uh, been having periods of ill health and then periods where it's been better. Um, and then start reading, start learning, um, get involved in your personal journey and educate yourself. Um, no one else is going to do it for you. And do you think food is the, the foundation to, to health? I, I certainly think it's a, a core component. I, I personally wouldn't go as far to say it is the, the foundation. Um, that's actually kind of reductive. Do you know what I mean? Yes, absolutely. Um, there are so many facets that are involved in health. Food is, is hugely important within that. Um, like I was saying before, it, it sets the uh, the precursors for mood, uh, all of the building blocks for your body to to grow and be healthy, and for your body to repair damage that's gone on through just you know normal daily life, or if, if you happen to be ill, um, you know food is massively important in that. And it seems like there's a there's a resurgence of nutritional science now, not just in terms of like randomized control trials looking at mm-hmm. what 
individual nutrients do to health but also just how food is so integrally important pioneers of this seem to be rupee now and uh, dale pinnock mm-hmm. which is saying that food in general healthy food mm-hmm. doesn't have to just be salad plain salad no dressing it can yep. be delicious and yep. sustainable yeah and haven't eaten at your restaurant i can see that's the case <laughs> that's, that's very kind ben i appreciate that uh here's uh, i'll give him 10 pounds later for um, i'm kidding um <laughs> You're right. I, I think that there's there's a misinformation campaign about, and maybe it's not intentional, about creating the perception that you just outlined that healthy food is a salad, or you know the healthy option in the menu is pretty icky, um, but the you know the the really delicious stuff is is further down in the in the sweet section or you know in the in the tasty bits and it's got a bigger yes. price tag attached to it, and it's sad because when we set this place up had the vision of demonstrating day in day out that an entire menu can be a healthy menu not just a healthy option on there and all of it can be really enjoyable and delicious and that's that's the beauty of the ongoing collaboration that we have between the nutritional therapists and the the professional chefs and the head chef here to work on a dish that from a nutrition standpoint is is fantastic you know it's got some in unique or really interesting characteristic to that um, and then the, the head chef gets that and takes it and goes okay right I get what I can do with this and, and works that over and makes it um, not only taste amazing look great but fulfilling and you know something that they can work in a, in a practical sense day in day out in a professional kitchen um, that's pretty tricky I don't know any other companies that, that are doing that with health as the connecting thread so one thing that you do at the Willow is you cater for different diets. Mm-hmm. And one thing I was interested in is how do you know which diet is right for you? Sure. Uh, again, a good question. Um, one of the things that, that we encourage people to do is, again, get involved in what is appropriate for them. And if that journey is working with a nutritional therapist, um, working with a friend, a colleague, um, to, to learn about what might work for them and then try it. And if you can, if you're, if you're that regimented, document, um, you know, how you're feeling throughout that, document your energy levels, um, and really get to grips and see if that is appropriate for you as an individual. Um, unfortunately, there are some celebrity approaches out there that, that have negative health consequences um, that are really popular. Uh, I, I don't want to point fingers or name names in that. I think uh, fad diets is what you're referring to there. I, I am. And I, I don't want to, I don't want to point fingers um, at anybody within that. Um, the, a nutritional therapist, for example, they spend three plus years, um, depending on how they do their course, learning about, you know, how the human body works from a scientific perspective, what the status of research is, um, across the board, um, in addition to the national guidelines. Um, and then they work with the individual. They, they take, the, for example, the functional medicine practitioners here, they take a holistic view of who that person is, what they're trying to accomplish. You know, are they training for a marathon? Are they, you know, they want to become a, a you know, quasi-professional cyclist? Or, you know, do they just want to have enough energy to, to work and, you know, do a great job uh, at work? You know, whatever the objectives are for that person. And then take into account the the not only the genetics, but the epigenetic situation uh, for those people who are not aware. Epigenetics is the is the environment that you've put your genes into. Um, what's actually happening? What's really going on? And they will go into that level if that's appropriate um, for that individual. And that's the basis that they form a dietary recommendation on. They're not working on, you know, 
overall guidelines that are appropriate for the average person. Um, as I'm sure you're aware, the average person is a fiction. doesn't really exist. Everybody is different. And that's the beauty that nutritional therapy brings to it. One um, therapist, which I've not really heard about being mm-hmm. integrated before in a practice like this, was the subconscious mind coach. Mm-hmm. Can you explain why you thought that was a good integration, why that would be a good addition to your practitioners? Sure. So the disciplines that we focus on or have the, the strongest play up until bringing a subconscious mind coach on board were really the, the hard science-backed ones of, of looking at it from a clinical perspective of what is the, you know, what's the evidence, documented evidence behind this condition or that condition or, you know, working mechanically with people. The, a missing piece within that was the, the mental state, the, the mental well-being of the individuals. And there's a, a big interplay between the biomechanical system, the, uh, the nutritional components of the body and the brain. But that can only get so far, right? You, you, can, you can solve all of those issues and someone may still feel um, anxious about boarding a plane or someone may still feel anxious about making a, a presentation at work. Um, just using anxiety as an example. Um, a subconscious mind coach, their role is to, to work with that individual to try and uncover the, the subconscious triggers of that. Um, again, they go back in, in time, look through that person's life up into who they are today um, and try and unpick that. Um, and then I'm generalizing, but they will try and, and reframe those um, those triggers, those, those uh, perceptions that they have, um, and then ultimately help the person release that entirely. So it's a it's another way of helping people very holistically with the, the mental, the, the, the brain part uh, of what's going on in, in their whole life and their, their holistic well-being. How do you see irrefutable health evolving with this new emerging healthcare system? In many ways, this is our, our first attempt, our, our pilot here. It's a, it's a proof of concept to demonstrate that this is um, a means of helping people with complex situations and complex issues. Um, and delivers value that you, you can't get um, by working singly threaded with specialists outside of that. It's, it's complementary. Um, so in addition to that, someone may be you know, on, a, on a course of chemotherapy, and that's great. You know, as, as Dr. Tom says, take the drugs, right? He's absolutely right. But there are things that you can do to help uh, from an epigenetic standpoint, to help from a lifestyle and you know, the, the bigger picture, to put your body in the best place that it can be to heal naturally. Um, and that's what, that's what the practitioners are doing, um, put, helping people optimize that. And I know you're developing a new software, Function 365. Mm-hmm. Can you briefly describe what it is and why it will benefit practitioners? Sure. So earlier we talked about functional medicine being the, the operating system, being the, the language or the way of describing and, and managing these really complex um, cases. You then need tools. You need the, the thing that people interact with day to day. So the practitioners, the, the patients, the practice members themselves, the, the business that's going to take these on and do it. That's what Function 365, it is the connection, is the glue that brings these people together, provides the, the practitioners the means to communicate uh, with their patients, first of all, um, and then if, if it's been approved by their patient with other practitioners, um, to bring that, that case history, to bring the notes and the, the investigations they've already done and the recommendations from that practitioner from one to another. Um, it's really exciting. We are, we're in process of developing this. It's been a 
big investment of time, energy, and, and finances. And we're about to go into a public beta for this within the next three months. Um, so if you're a functional medicine practitioner uh, or uh, you know working on that, I'd love to talk to you guys. We're, we're very much looking for beta customers to try this and you know bring this into their practice and, and see what it can do uh, and how they can improve the care that their practice members get ultimately. For the listeners there, I will put all the information from Function 365 in the show notes and a link to Irrefutable Health website. So I know you host events here at Irrefutable Health and The Willow. What events do you have coming up that practitioners and the public can attend? Sure. Um, I'll start with the practitioner side. So if you are a practitioner uh, and you're insured for you know whatever it is that you do, uh, we have a monthly meetup group um, that we host here at The Willow. Um, it's focused around natural health primarily. Uh, we typically use some of the con- uh, content from the Institute of Functional Medicine uh, as a starting point for conversation uh, and what's interesting and what's going on. Um, we've had some international speakers come for that, like Dr. Tom O'Brien from the U.S. That was really cool. We've got a few more coming up. In the willow, and this is for the general public, um, you know, you don't have to be a practitioner. You just have to be interested in, in nutrition and, and what's going on in your body. Um, we've agreed and set a date for two really cool speakers to come in um, and facilitate a supper club with us. Um, and, you know, that's a chance to enjoy some of the food that they endorse and that they've put together. Uh, and learn about, the, for example, the books that they put out. If you do want to go to these, honestly, book early. It's it's really cool having these people come in. And we're, we're pretty humble, I have to say. We, we think, wow, how are these people hearing about us? But it's, it's amazing that these people uh, that have this kind of um, celebrity status in the nutrition world are, are working with us and, and coming in to talk about what they're passionate about and, and share that. So it's a great opportunity to get to meet these people in, in person and learn about what they do. Where do you think the future of healthcare is going? Do you think it's going to be more an integrative approach like you're prescribing or do you think it will still carry on this kind of single modality? Mm-hmm. Um, first of all, uh, what I want to say is I think personally, I believe we should have a national celebrate the NHS day uh, for all the incredible doctors, nurses, and professionals that work with the NHS. They're, they're fantastic, and I have so much empathy for the job they do and in increasingly challenging circumstances. The second thing is that I think there's a, a systematic reduction in, in funding in, in real terms when you when you net out the effective inflation in real terms for public health uh, here in the UK. And that genuinely does make it increasingly difficult for doctors to do the right thing, um, to, especially when they're dealing with patients that are complex and have chronic conditions. Um, they're under time pressure, um, and they have all the objectives and targets against them. So that's that's kind of the direction that public health is is unfortunately moving in the in the UK. And I don't see any signs of that changing. Um, and I have a huge amount of empathy for that. But what that means as a as a consumer, as an individual, as a human being living here. Um, in the UK is that the only conclusion that I think you can logically draw from that is you must become more involved in your personal health and, and your journey and take ownership of that uh, and take the steps to learn about you know what is troubling you and take it seriously because oftentimes other professionals that you meet don't have the time, they don't have the training or background and unless you come into that situation saying this is who I am, this is what's going on for me, 
it's not going to go the way that you want. So take ownership of that journey. Learn about what what's working for you, what, what isn't. Um, from a consumer standpoint, there are other options out there. The There are complementary practices like irrefutable health, which are designed to take on those complex conditions, to take on those chronic things that, that aren't being well served, and help people get to grips with that and come up with a, a strategy that works for them as an individual and take that forward and resolve that and get to the state of optimal health. Do you see people becoming open-minded about these complementary and alternative modalities? I, I do. And a concern for me being on this side is that that we document this properly and efficiently and effectively so that the, the efficacy of some of the things that these more holistic-minded practitioners have and, and, you know, the changes that they make or help people make in their life that have positive effects are, are better documented because it's really powerful. Um, it's it's tricky to do um, a study, you know, a double blind study um, that demonstrates the efficacy of this uh, uh, because of the nature of, of doing this. It's, it's, so lifestyle. it's personal, it's lifestyle. You know, you know, if you're not sleeping properly, right? You know, if you're eating um, garlic or onions or potatoes or whatever it is, I'm, I'm making stuff up. Um, but you know if you're if you're on that plan or not. Um, so doing a, a placebo controlled trial on that is is tricky uh, on the nutrition side. Um, the same applies for for chiropractic. Um, but in answer to your question, I think the recognition of that is increasing. Um, I want the I want the evidence. I want the documentation of that to be improved so that people understand that this really has a huge impact on their life and can improve where they are massively um, from taking the you know the lifestyle that they live into consideration in addition to the allopathic the the doctor-based care um, that they all have their merit and from the information that you've gathered from working with all these different kinds of practitioners uh, what would you recommend that listeners can do now to improve the health okay the first thing i would do is go out and buy a book um, and I'm gonna I'm gonna hold out Dr. Rangan Chatterjee here in the UK. He's got a great book, uh, The Four Pillar Plan. It's I think eight or nine pounds on Amazon or or another uh, source for buying books. And he's meticulously, meticulously mapped out the the small real world interventions that that people can take on board and and put into their life to improve their health today. I can, I can go through some of the ones that stick out for me. And, you know, first of all, that's figuring out how to relax, right? In a way that works for you to wind down such that your brain and, and your body, your, your, your system is just able to unwind and just uh, be in that breathing uh, and relaxation and making that work for you as an individual. Um, another part of that is helping people improve their, their movement. Right. And, and this is I'm not talking about the Western style of going to the gym and, you know, pump the iron and go nuts, go crazy and, you know, go running for an hour or two. It's natural movement. This is this is low intensity, um, you know, exercise that people do. You know, Rangan's got a great thing in, in his book about, you know, as you're you know cooking in the kitchen, just doing some some low impact push ups against yeah, a wall. It's the five minute kitchen workout. I, exactly. And, you know, helping people with that. And it, it's adding a low intensity impact and uh, low impact uh, physical activity into what are increasingly becoming sedentary lifestyles uh, that we have sitting you know at our desk or sitting in front of a computer or in front of the TV and, and reversing that and adding that movement back into people's lives. Another big part of his book is about eating and eating properly. 
uh, and learning about, we've said this before, but learning what's right for you as an individual. Um, and maybe that involves going out to see a, a professional nutritional therapist or otherwise. And, you know, increasing, the, for example, the vegetable content that, that people eat in their lives, um, reducing the amount of sugar that we eat. The average person, again, they don't exist, but the average person is, is overboard, uh, so much, or massively so on the sugar side, and oftentimes on, on simple uh, carbohydrates. So again, it's about getting people to, you know, do the exciting thing, you know, eat vegetables, right? Um, that that part of it. And that's one of the things that, that we do here at The Willow. This is, you know, health by stealth, you know, helping people enjoy a, a, a nice, fun meal out that is actually healthy for them. And I, you know, I kind of hold that out there as a, a challenge to people that if you don't believe me that eating healthy is enjoyable, come and check it out. Um, I, I challenge, I challenge you on that one. And uh, yeah, maybe I'm wrong, but uh yeah, I think we, well, we do try and do a good job on that one. And the last one is sleep. Um, you know, if, if you're human, sorry, you are human, most likely if you're listening to this, <laughs> mm. um, you are human. You're not a, you know, a space alien or, or, you know, like the films we see on TV, you never see a superhero sleeping, right? That's just, we have this, <laughs> we have this ubermensch mentality has been programmed into us. Um, and it's, it's a fallacy. You know, we, we are human. We need to sleep and we need an appropriate amount that's right for you as, as an individual. So, you know, get to grips with that. Learn how to do that um, and exercise and sleep in a way that works for you and your, and your lifestyle and what you can do. So would you stress, optimize Absolutely. sleep, exercise and good nutrition? Yep. Perfect. Well, Josh, it's been a real pleasure to have you on the show and I hope to have you on in the future. Look forward to it. Ben, it's been a pleasure. Thanks for having me. Thank you for listening to the Functional Health Podcast. I hope you enjoyed my conversation with Josh Zappacosta. You can find links to Josh's clinic, Irrefutable Health, and his restaurant, The Willow, in the show notes, as well as everything else that we discussed today. If you want to support the podcast, please subscribe, and don't forget to check out the other episodes available in the series. I would love it if you got in touch on social media through Instagram and Twitter and let me know what you think. As always, thanks to Joss Aurelia for the editing and Alan Harper for his support.